World changers, it's not always easy to make the right call in your business. That's why we've created Growth Bites by Growth Everywhere, the show where you can ask our host, Eric Sue, your most burning questions about making a difference while making a living. Here's Eric Sue. Today's episode of Growth Everywhere is brought to you by Single Grain. Single Grain is a digital marketing agency ran by yours truly that has helped venture-backed startups to Fortune 500 companies grow their revenues online. Single Grain covers services such as search engine optimization, Facebook advertising, Google advertising, YouTube advertising, content marketing, and conversion rate optimization. To learn more about Single Grain, go to www.singlegrain.com grow to learn about eight marketing campaigns that we've used in the past to help uh, clients grow, including the one that helped generate over 1,500% return on investment. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Growth Bites. And today we're going to be talking about the 10 rules for selecting a client. So in the last episode, I talked about when you should be firing a client. And this thing we're going to be talking about today is going to help you avoid kind of the bad apples um, when you're looking to partner up with clients. And just keep in mind, I mean, when you're first starting out as a service-based business, you know, you have to kind of take what you can get. But eventually, as you get bigger and bigger, you know, you're getting referrals, you're doing a good job, you know, you get to be a little more selective about who you want to take. Um, in the beginning, it's more about putting food on the table. Uh, later down the line, when you've established a brand, uh, you can, you know, like I said, be a little more, be a little more selective. So here are the 10 rules for selecting a client. And I'm going to just go off the list that I've created for for my company. Um, the first thing that we said is that we must first of all believe in their product or service. So this applies to, you know, marketing agencies, web design agencies. Um, you know, when you're when you're working with someone, if you're help, helping them build something, um, you know, you have to believe in what they're doing. Um, otherwise, it's going to make it harder to do the actual work. So like, like for example, if if we're you know we weren't excited about a a product, it would be very difficult to market it, right? First of all, we wouldn't be motivated to do the research. We wouldn't be motivated to come up with creative ideas. It, it just wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a good relationship ultimately. So that's the first thing. The second thing is we want to think about who we need to, you know, if, if we're helping someone, we need to know that that we're damn sure that we can do a damn good job, and we need to make sure that we're we're better than we can do a better job than what they're currently doing. Um, in some cases, they're already, you know, for us, if a website is so optimized already, if they're doing such a kick-ass job with marketing, they have they have a really strong team. We just can't help them, and you know, that's for us. That that's when it's time for us to step back and say, hey, like we'd like to help, but um, you guys are already doing a really good job, and we don't think we can do better. Um, so you know, it's it's just being honest in that situation. The third thing is we want to avoid companies that have had declining sales over a period of time. This shows that there's something inherently wrong with a product, and that's not something that marketing can fix, right? Um, you know, we 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 have partnered with with companies before that have had had declining sales or no sales, and you know they've all, they've pretty much said, hey, like we we've had a marketing problem. It's you know our, our product is is fantastic, it's it's world class. We we've you know we've done that partnership, and ultimately, even with the marketing, even when we helped uh, things take off in in terms of marketing, it, it just we we it just wasn't what we expected you know the growth we couldn't hit the we couldn't hit like a a growth phase or like uh the growth phase that we wanted to hit 
because there are, there are problems with the product, right? Um, so that that's a major thing. And you know, when marketing tries to help with product, when you're trying to jump into other areas, you know, you're you're jumping into, um, you know, you're, you're jumping out of scope, and you're going to cost yourself some some more some more time and money. Um, so you want to avoid products or companies that have had uh, declining sales over a period of time. Fourth thing is that you know the prospect must also want our company to make a profit as well. Um, basically, the partnership should be a win-win scenario. You know, if you're if you're getting nickel and dimed all over the place, and you know it, it's more about um, them than you, um, and it's not like a, they're not thinking of it as an equal partnership, then there's a problem there, right? Um, you know, the expectations are the expectations of the partnership are misaligned, and it's probably time for you to uh, you know think about working with someone else instead. So, you know, they, they want to make your your Ideally, they, they would want your company to also make a profit as well. Um, you know, you want some, someone that thinks fairly. You don't want someone that is, is trying to squeeze every penny out of you. Um, and that's how it should be because you're helping them make more money, right? If you're a marketing agency, even if you're, you're a design shop, you're a developer shop, you know, you're helping them make their product work. Um, it should be a win-win scenario. The fifth thing is, you know, we don't work with assholes. If the, if the prospective client is an asshole, the relationship isn't going to be a good one. Um, and I talked about it in the last episode where it's very difficult to work with assholes or know-it-alls because, you know, they'll cut you off. They'll start to take things into their own heads. And eventually, you know, the blame's going to come back to you. Um, also, you know, assholes tend to be really abusive. Um, it, it, it really drains your, um, your employees' morale. Um, it, you know, it, it just doesn't make people excited to come into work when you have to work with assholes. So don't work with assholes. Number six, you know, for us, we only work with clients that believe in digital marketing, right? Um, when we're qualifying a website, if, if our sales prospectors are reaching out or someone is coming inbound, um, we're looking for a we have very specific criteria where, number one, the, the website has to be really well designed. Number two, it has to come with a blog. And, you know, ideally, they'd have 15 or 10 or 15 percent of their, their marketing spend, you know, dedicated to the digital. Right. It shows they believe in Internet marketing. Uh, a good website shows they believe in it as well and a blog as well. Um, and you might be thinking, Hey, like, what if this is a company that hasn't, um, hasn't approached digital yet? You know, they're, they've done well offline, but they haven't, you know, uh, they haven't started doing digital. Well, in this case, it's really a, you know, you have to think of it, of it based on your, your discretion. Um, everything works on a case by case basis. So in this scenario, you know, you decide for yourself. Um, sometimes, you know, rules can be, there can, there can be exceptions to the rule. So think about that. Seven, we don't like to work with associations. And that means we don't like to work with multiple decision makers by committee. So for example, if 10 people need to approve a piece of content that we've created, that's not a fit for us because it takes way too long to get moving. It's just not a good relationship that way. And ultimately, we get the blame at the end of the day. Number eight, we do not work with teams most of the time that don't have in-house developers because it's way too slow when the developers aren't in-house we have to manage a process or they're using someone that's outsourced. It's just a pain in the butt. Um, and ultimately, again, the blame will come to you. Number nine, we don't work with teams that take too long to make recommendations on their website. Again, it will, the blame will come back to you. It's, it's not a good relationship. This one's a little hard to see in the beginning because often, you know, we'll ask, hey, uh, how long is it going to take you guys to, to make changes to a website? And the answer you're going to get most of the time is quickly, but you know, you're going to find that that's not usually the reality. 
Number 10, we avoid brand new products that haven't reached national distribution yet, unless they are included with another popular product, or if there's you know a competitor in the space that has natural national distribution. So the main thing is if it's it's like a brand new category, um, it's much new. It's it's much harder to drive a brand new product to recognition. Um, I mean, even though Facebook, uh, you have Facebook and like Twitter today to drive demand generation, um, it's 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 still pretty tough to do so. Um, you know, when versus like when you're you're doing like a CRM or or something that's that's more uh, more understandable and more established, you know, that's going to be a little easier. Um, that being said, again, you know, we get, we make exceptions sometimes, but this is just the general guidelines that we like to follow when selecting a client. So um, I encourage you to repeat this podcast and then try to put this, try to create a guide for yourself when you're trying to select a client. That way you have a list, um, you know, you can put it in Google Drive or something and share it with your team. Um, and just, you know, I like to put in my bookmark, bookmark bar uh, to make sure, um, you know, that I, I keep in mind when we're selecting a client that we're, you know, we're following these rules. So hopefully this helps, you know, feel free to email me at eric at uh, singlegrain.com. And I, I'm happy to answer your questions because this is, this is more on the, more on the marketing side, or you can tweet at me at Eric O as an orange S as in sugar, I U at gmail dot or it's at Eric Osu. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, let me know if you have any questions. Thanks. Today's episode of Growth Everywhere is brought to you by Single Grain. Single Grain is a digital marketing agency ran by yours truly that has helped venture-backed startups to Fortune 500 companies grow their revenues online. Single Grain covers services such as search engine optimization, Facebook advertising, Google advertising, YouTube advertising, content marketing, and conversion rate optimization. To learn more about Single Grain, go to www.singlegrain.com grow to learn about eight marketing campaigns that we've used in the past to help uh, clients grow, including the one that helped generate over 1,500% return on investment. This episode is done, but you'll never stop. Visit growtheverywhere.com for more incredible resources and to get your question answered on the next episode of Growth Bites by Growth Everywhere. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. We'll be right back.